So let's just say the child, you give the child a voice and the child says, I just want to go hide, mm -hmm. right? I'm embarrassed. I want to go hide. And then you, then I ask, you know, facilitate, you know, well, if that child needed something from you right now, what? that would be beneficial for her or him, what might that be? And you, so you think, you know, well, what would a child need who's feeling the way that I'm feeling right now with all this regret? And it would probably be something like a hug, some reassurance. It's okay. Um, I love you. I accept you. Everybody makes mistakes. Something along those lines, right? Yeah. I've done so, all of that. Yeah. Sit with, sit with my inner child. <laughs> Sometimes a lot of the time it was just sit with me. Yeah. And, and so I'm not so alone. Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast, genuine conversations for authentic living. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lisa Allshafer, empowerment life coach and author. And I'm Sondra Pariser, health and wellness entrepreneur, truth seeker, and truth speaker. And today's episode is about leaving regret behind, how to release regret and rediscover joy. And so... This is kind of the name of the game. And as we're inching into a whole new year, uh, we just think that there's so much value in just releasing some of the stuff we don't need to carry with us anymore. And regret is absolutely one of them. So uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share if you feel compelled. We really, really appreciate it. Um, kind of messes with the algorithms. So let's get cooking, Lisa. Sounds good. Well, you know, everybody... I mean, it's just part of the human condition that we experience regret. Everyone's done something in their life that they've regretted at some point in time. And when we hold on to that regret, what it does is it's an energy. And like we talked about in the previous episodes, it's an energy. And as long as you hold on to regret, the probability of you doing more things to regret becomes greater. So it's a concept that... It takes a little bit of integration into understanding um, that worry, regret, anger, sadness, guilt, shame, whatever the energy is, if we're living in that in a consistent basis, then what we do is we re-manifest it into a new experience, which is why it's important to let go of these lower vibrational emotions because they're not serving us. They're not making us better people. They're not, you know, trying to thinking, you know, that self-punishment, well, if I punish myself enough, then, you know, I'll, I'll be a better person. And that's simply just not true. Now we do need to perhaps do some course correction and uh, rectify some situations. It's not about not taking responsibility for things that maybe, you know, you feel regretful about, but it is about resolving it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, regret can be such a, a haunting emotion that, you know, it just kind of lays over your past. It can lay over your present. It can, it can really get into what you're manifesting in the future. So it is something that we want to really know how to let go of and what is its purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have so many things that are coming to mind right now. And, uh, I'm just going to give you an example. So in, in my year, my declaration of the universe, um, my year of healing. So we had a situation happen, um, not this past summer, but the summer before with a contractor uh, in the, oh gosh, this house. <laughs> From the moment we moved in, it was just like this never ending perpetual mess until it culminated with the chimney. Um, but anyway, it's just never ending issues and problems with contractors and um, and so Saturday night we get invited to one holiday party and it was so wonderful. And so there was the contractor and his wife who are lovely, lovely people and that regret. And I knew it right when it was happening. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting that, that, that they're at this party. And I'll bet you, they didn't know that me and Alan would be there. Otherwise they probably would have absolutely not come. Mm -hmm. Um, but they were there and I got to see, give them a hug and the wife a hug and Alan the same and their beautiful baby. Um, and it was like, right in that moment, talk about regret. I knew it wasn't for me. I knew it was for them that there was a healing that would take place. Talk about regret, right? Wish I would have maybe made some different decisions or maybe I wish I would not have acted a certain way. Um, and so anyway, as we're talking about regret, like it's like, 
there came this, this, it, it was like a healing and I knew it was for them because mm-hmm. who wants to walk around? It's like when you should all over it, right? Shoulda, woulda, coulda, mm-hmm. you know, and not do that. So right. anyway, I thought that was what came to me right out of the gate when you yeah. uh, opened with that. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast with you because as we go back and forth with each other, it just it organically brings up things for us to share, right? That exemplify what we're, you know, what the subject of the of the episode is. And uh, you know, when, uh, somebody, one of my clients mentioned to me, it's she likes it because it's like listening to a conversation between girlfriends. <laughs> and which yeah. is true. It is a conversation yeah. between girlfriends. And that's the whole yeah. premise of, of this is genuine conversations. But um, it is like listening in kind of on, on that level. So that's, that's pretty cool. Well, and that's an, another thing too, is that, um, so I'm nasally, I've been crying. My sister's going into a really radical surgery. Um, no regrets. Mm-hmm. Talk about what a, and we'll get into that as, as the story goes on, but no regrets. And she is amazing and she's a warrior and we get to have genuine conversations, deep conversations so that every day we move forward, there is no more regret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll hold space for her. But anyway, to be here with you, you know, doing a podcast and, and being vulnerable and talking about how how regret can really um, hold you back from, you know, living more of a peaceful uh, life. Um, it's just, there's a lot of pinging going on here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway, forgive me. I will probably be utilizing my tissues, but you know, it's better for us, for all of you that are listening to know, like life is happening in full swing for everybody. And so I, you know, Lisa and I were talking yesterday and I said, I don't know if I'm going to be in any shape to do this today. And of course you were like, no worries either way. I totally get it. It's intense. But then I'm like, no, this is why we're doing this in the first place is so that we could support one another in this big adventure of life as uh, time goes forward. And, and so hopefully this will help you guys get through your regret, you know, or whatever it is that, that is limiting you from living a, a more peaceful life. So, okay. Enough out of me for now, Lisa. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, thank you for, for plugging through it. And, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough when we have things going on in our lives. And yet it's so many people have things going on in their lives and they have to kind of push through it, so to speak, to stay functional in their day and to get the things done and all that. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. So good for you. Now we get to talk about forgiveness and acceptance and liberation. Yeah. Yeah. So so what is the liberation process when it comes to regret? And that's exactly part of it is accepting um, accepting what has been because you, you can't change it. And I've, I've said it on previous podcasts, probably will say it on many more, but resistance to what is creates our suffering, right? So that resistance to what, uh, what is, which is what has happened in the past is something that will create the suffering and regret is suffering. Mm because you're 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 mulling over you're ruminating over things you can't change right. right now you can do things about what you've done in the past and we'll talk about that in a second but accepting that this is what has happened and um if someone has done something to hurt someone else or hurt themselves or missed an opportunity or a decision they've made in the past that they you know live in regret about financially relationally health-wise, whatever it is, it's really coming to a place of acceptance. And when it's an uncomfortable acceptance like regret, it's challenging to do. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever been in your mind just replaying it, but replaying it differently? If it, if I only would have said this, or if I only would have done that, and all this trying to change it in some way, um, and then having that going on in your mind and then being stuck there. And it's like, well, no matter how much you run it in your mind, it didn't play out that way as much as you would have liked it to. I, you know, I used to do, as I say that, I used to do that a lot when I was, well, you know, I don't do it anymore, 
but I used to, that was a pretty common thing that I would do. Replay yeah. it, replay it, replay it. Oh, I should have said this. Oh, I should have said that. Or whatever the case might be. And it's like, boy, talk about monkey mind. That's monkey mind stuff. And it doesn't get you anywhere. It has you stuck in the, in the, uh, in your head and just stuck, period. So. Yeah. And I think, I think part of, um, you know, both you, both of our stories, um, regret something that absolutely plagued me for a very long time. And, uh, I don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> and it's a, it's a huge monkey to get off your back because, you know, I wish I would have done that or gosh, I, for me, mostly it was, I wish I wouldn't have done or said X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z. And, you know, because the outcome would be I'm just using Alan because he's the easiest one for me to trigger this, you know, like I could have said that differently. I should have said that differently. Um, we just had a situation not, not very long ago where this old Saunders stuff came up. This is just a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I called you and we processed it really, really fast. It was way old energy. And I came out of nowhere and I, I really hurt his feelings and I mean, that's not intentional and then it feels bad, right? I regret saying this and acting like that because what a jerk, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, catching it and correcting it is also something that along the way, you know, you forgive yourself, ask for forgiveness. That was another thing too. Um, we solved that issue really quickly because mostly I sat down and I said to him, I'm really, really sorry. I acted this way. It was old child. It, I said, this is the memory. This is where it came from. It was shock. I, I you, you said something and it shocked me. And I went back into the inner child stuff, right? Which mm -hmm. we will always cover because that's part of it. That's where some of this old behavior comes from. Um, but to really, the, the forgiveness is of self and, you know, ask for, for, and I asked him, I said, I am so sorry. I, I really would never have said anything to intentionally hurt you. Um, but that's what happened. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, but it was, it was, it moved a whole lot faster than, oh my God, I could go back to a thousand different circumstances of, wow, I really wish I didn't act this way or that way. And then you live in that feeling of shame. You know, it's like the regret turns into this playing this story over and over. And then you feel like, oh, you know, and it just, the energy just gets more out of control if yeah. you don't tap into it and, you know really try to heal it and forgive it, accept it, move on because yeah. that shame is awful. Yeah. And it's so, it can so easily be, you know, regret can so easily be hooked into shame, right? Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but a lot of the time it can because of, again, something we've done or whatnot. And forgiveness, again, is, is you know, acceptance and forgiveness. And even though we've alluded to my 30-day forgiveness walk, um, which we'll probably do down the line at some point more specifically, but I was, I was putting someone in that I needed to forgive for myself, right, um, in that forgiveness walk. But I also shared on the forgiveness walk because I was documenting it that this can be so beneficial for self-forgiveness. And that was the Ho'oponopono prayer that I was doing every day for 30 days, I would listen to that. I'll put all the links in the description about this. But I was I was listening to that. It was about a 10-minute um, Ho'oponopono prayer, which is really what it is. It's a, um, a please, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, I love you. It's those four sentences, really. And it was, it's put to music. It's really beautiful. It's really more emotionally provoking, you know, really penetrating, I should say. And um, in this YouTube video that I found that, that just says those four statements, right? And so when we are practicing forgiveness, we can put ourselves in that space as well. And I would just go for a walk and I would play, pay, <laughs> play the Ho'oponopono prayer and then I would document my thoughts. And it was a super powerful process for me and what I needed. I was kind of at the at the tail end of forgiveness for someone that I had needed to let go, like completely resolve. And it really helped with that. Um, but even in talking about regret, if you do have, if you want, if you have 
remnants, if you have either they're fresh or they're old remnants, it doesn't really matter if you were to be able to do that kind of an exercise. And it doesn't have to be going for a walk. It can be sitting in a chair and just listening. And it just, you know, you can put your own spin on it. I just happen to go be going for a walk. And, um, and then it can really release some of that regret, um, guilt, shame, whatever guilt. is all mixed in with that. I mean, when I think of, when I think of, it, yeah, it's guilt. God, and we can really do a number on ourselves, yeah. but yeah, whatever the, the energy is. So how would you suggest if someone's listening to this and they have a, a, a particular regret, um, what would be a really great way for them to process it? Cause you're saying sit, walk, you know, do a th forgiveness, like yeah. for people well, who are new to the work and don't have access directly to you. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, I was talking with uh, someone the other day about, it was a mom who was, you know, had a question about her three-year-old and I gave her just a quick little, quick little thing about, you know, how to deal with the emotion that comes up for her because really that's the thing that's going to impact your child the most is whatever energy you're in because they feel that. And so it's to really recognize, you know, what is it that regret is bringing up for you as far as how you're dealing with it as a, are you punishing yourself? You know, are you, um, um, what is it that you're, you're trying to do with the energy that you're in? Mm -hmm. And, you know, do, do you have a need to, for things to be different, right? Well, they're not. So could you let go of your need for things to be different? Because that's not helping. It's actually strength, strengthening the regret. You know, uh, if you have a need to punish yourself, that's not going to benefit you. It's not going to help anybody that isn't involved in whatever situation you're regretting. And it's only going to keep you stuck. Mm -hmm. So it's going into a place of really allowing yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling, letting go of whatever the needs are you have hooked into, whatever keeps it around for you, which is really resistance. And just, you know, I feel this way. It's okay to feel this mm -hmm. way. I mean, I tap. You don't need to tap, but I tap. And so I determine what's, if so if I, let me just go through it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say like, and it, it explain the tapping because there's a reason we tap. Yeah. But I think, that, well, and mm -hmm. go ahead. Well, there's a whole tapping modality. There's a whole tapping healing process and that's not what I'm doing. All I'm, reason I'm tapping is it's to get you out of here in your head mm -hmm. and to put you in your body. And it helps to do that. It just helps to pull it down into your body and it's over your heart chakra, right? So, um, but that's really, it's kind of almost like to help your mind kind of get out of its own way. So let's say, you know, we're feeling regret. So a big part of releasing energy is to fully feel it. See, the thing is we're trying to get so far away from our feelings and that's resistance. We're either projecting it or suppressing it or you know, whatever, you know, whatever we're doing with it and all it's doing is it's making it worse. Mm -hmm. So in order to release it, you have to fully feel it. I describe it kind of like, um, uh, you know, like a, <laughs> a prisoner who goes into jail, right. And they leave, they, they leave their things at the, wherever the check-in is. Right. And so, um, but when they come, is that how it is? Hold on. I need to rethink how this has been a long time on, on me using that example. Maybe I should use a different one. Basically. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to abandon that because <laughs> it's not coming to me really clear and I don't want to make it any more confusing than it already is. But basically you have trapped emotions inside you. And uh, so when they're trapped, you need to allow them to come up and out. And the only way they can come up and out is by feeling them. And I know it feels like, well, this seems like it's the opposite. If I allow myself to feel it, I'll feel it even more. And it's like, actually, no, once you fully feel it with the intention of it moving, right, moving out, it actually dissipates. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this process for 17 plus years, and it's just amazing how much people feel lighter and better after going into the feeling and feeling it and allowing it to pass through. Okay. So with all that little bit of explanation there. Perfect. 
sorry about the bad analogy <laughs> that I can't come up with, but whatever. I'm not going to regret it. <laughs> so anyhow, um, so it's, can you know, so if you're feeling regret, I usually have people close their eyes when they, when they process, right? Right. So I feel regret. Um, if I have a need for things to be different and maybe a need to punish myself, I would let go of my, I would just say, I let go of my need to punish myself. I let go of need for my need for things to be different. And then I would check in actually with my body and to see if there's any tightness or tension in my body. And if there is, maybe it's in my heart, maybe it's in my stomach, wherever it might be. For me, it's always my throat, my communication. Okay. Remember, mm -hmm. I would usually get stuck. My feeling would get stuck there. So the throat's another mm -hmm. big one. Throat's a big one, especially like when we have sadness, because if you think about when you're sad and you're trying not to cry, what happens to your throat? It just it seizes up and tightens up. And then as soon as you allow yourself to cry, it releases. Yeah. Right. So, so yep. tightness is in the body is a form of resistance as well, because you're resisting whatever the feeling is that wants to come up and out, but you're fighting with it on a physical level yeah. with resistance. Yep. So, so I check my body, see if there's any tightness or tension. And if there is, then I just allow myself to just let it be what it is. I just relax into it as much as possible and just or breathe into it for me like it's breathing yeah. you're relaxing into it for me it would be like take a breath mm -hmm. and like feel it yeah. and it, it it's amazing when I process with you that it moves so fast yeah when you when you have an intention so yeah. for me I take a breath but you just relax into it and and feel it and you'll see how quickly it starts to dissipate when yeah. you just decide to feel it yeah. Versus the resisting it. Versus the resisting it. Yeah. And then, so then I bring in the tapping over the chest, right? And, you know, I declare out loud, you know, I feel regret and it's okay to feel this way. Simple as that. I feel regret and it's okay to feel this way. Because what we're doing is we're letting go of the resistance mm -hmm. so that the energy can pass through. Now, and when I'm processing, you know, take, facilitating somebody through the process, like the eye care approach, um, I take it to another level of the inner child. So imagine your inner child is standing in front of you feeling regret, right? Feeling the way that you do. And if that child was given a voice and it could say something to you right now, what might he or she say to you? And then you just, you really got to get your mind out of the way for these types of things. And you really want to go with whatever comes first. Yeah. And just go with whatever, like it, this is one of those things, like it, it is more of an intuitive thing. Don't second guess it, get your mind out of the way and what pops up first. And in this process that you and I are talking about that I did, that I called you and I'm like, Oh, I need a process. Um, it was a five minute process. Like we, we got in there and there was a very specific, like what, what's coming to you, what's coming up and what, and it's, you know, it is my little girl and there was a, you know, inner child. So just don't, um, oh my gosh, how much have we talked to my inner child? You've talked to me so many times. It's amazing. Um, you know, but just, just go with whatever intuitively comes up because that's always the answer. It's just like when you say, you know, how are you feeling in this moment? Do you have any tightness in your body? Just don't overthink it. Where are you at? And if, and if the answer is no, I'm not tight at all, then that's the answer too. Yeah. But it will usually, if you ask the question, <laughs> the answer will come popping up. Yeah. Where yeah. I see some people just struggle with that. They just, they're just, they're just too much in their head. And they're trying to think of an answer and now we're already in resistance again. So I'll reroute it usually when we're doing, when that's happening and yeah. it's very flexible. But so let's just say the child, you give the child a voice and the child says, I just want to go hide, mm -hmm. right? I'm embarrassed. I want to go hide. And then you, then I ask, you know, facilitate, you know, well, if that child needed something from you right now yeah. that would be beneficial for her or him, what might that be? And you, so you think, you know, well, what would a child need who's feeling the way that I'm feeling right now with all this regret? And it would probably be something like a hug, some reassurance. It's okay. Um, I love you. I accept you. Everybody makes mistakes. 
something along those lines, right? Yeah. I've done so, all of that. Yeah. Sit with, sit with my inner child. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. a lot of the time it was just sit with me. Yeah. And, and so I'm not so alone. Yeah. And what we're doing in that process is we're learning how to reparent ourselves for ourselves. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people have had pretty harsh parents. Um, and whether you have or you haven't, you're, it's still like how to treat yourself and parent yourself in the most healthy way possible. And when people are hard on themselves and they are punishing themselves and they're, you know, doing all these things that are so unkind and mistreating to, uh, is mistreatment to themselves, then when you put that inner child in that, in front of you, it's like, would you ever do that to a child? Mm-hmm. And most people, most people would say, no, why not? Because it would hurt the child. Exactly. It'd have a lasting effect on the child too, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. So why are you doing it to yourself? Because it's having a lasting effect on you too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then we go into, uh, back to the tapping. And then even though I feel regret, it does not define who I am. I give it permission to pass through me now. Mm-hmm. I allow in love and acceptance and trust that I'm always supported. So it, it's just, it's allowing the energy to pass. It's allowing back in the flow of the love and acceptance energy because a lot of times people will have that shut down and then trust that even though these things have happened, that within these things that have happened, there's more than likely something for you to be learning from. And Always. Some, and I mean, how many times have we gotten things easy? Mm, that's not the, <laughs> that's not the rule. The rule is we, we get things when things are hard. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. I think, thank you. I, I, I can't begin to tell y'all how impactful this can be. It's the process in itself. It seems so simple. It is so simple. It's so simple. Uh, And it works every time. I've released so much just by even becoming aware of it. And when you're talking about, I mean, regret is something that you all know if you're feeling it right now about Mm -hmm. anything. And really whatever, if it's not an energy that's serving you and regret again, wrapped up with guilt and shame and shoulda, woulda, coulda, (laughs) this is a perfect practice for you to see if it works for you. Mm -hmm. It's never not worked for me and for you too, Lisa. Yeah. 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 All right. So, So, um, moving on to the kind of the next piece of the liberation process, it's really learning how to live in the present. So in order to live in the present, we have to be really not just letting go of the past, but resolving the past, which is part of the letting go process. So I have an exercise that I um, have in my program. It's called Letting Go Living Now. And I take people from you know, the things that they're holding on from their past and the things they worry about in the future. And I ask them these, these specific questions. And the first one is, you know, list an experience that you've been carrying around with with you from your past and how long ago those experiences happened or that experience happened. And what a lot of people are carrying around are things from their childhood or things from 20 years ago or things from, I mean, very rarely is it like a week ago or six months ago. It's usually years in the making. And so just to have that kind of realization that, wow, I've been carrying this around for 20 years. This Mm. is crazy. Why am I doing this? Right? It is crazy. Why are you, you know, even with the uh, forgiveness walk that I did, I'm like, good Lord, it's been a decade. It's time. Let it go. Whatever's left, you know, it's like, I just want the energy neutralized because it's only hurting me. And so, you know, it's the realization of how long some people have been carrying stuff around is just an eye opener because they're really putting it into a form that there is, is right in front of them instead of just having it kind of be the, the background feedback of their life, you know, the, the white noise in their life. Um, and then the second question is describe how one of those experiences is impacting your life today, because oftentimes you're going to find that that thing you're carrying around with you, which regret can be one of those things for sure. It is impacting your life 
Mm-hmm. And when you can start to put these things together and say, oh my gosh, you know, if I have something that I did, I don't know, way back when, and, and I see that I kind of recreate that and I'm actually recreating it because mm. this is your life examined, right? The, who is it, Aristotle? A life unexamined is not worth living, right? Mm. That's the famous quote. Um, so we're examining our lives from a place of learning and growing from the examination process, Right. And then the last question is, describe how resolving, making peace with, and letting go of this experience would impact your life today. Mm. And so that's where we've talked about, I don't remember which podcast it was, but, you know, envisioning where you want to be. And then just think about, oh my gosh, I would feel so much lighter. I would feel so much freer. I would feel I could move forward. I could let this thing go. Well, that's part of that, you know, look at what it's impacting, how it's impacting you and what how it would impact you to let it go. And it's always a positive, you know, letting yeah. things go, forgiveness uh, of self really is, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of our jam, right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's the way we move through this really tricky game of life. Yeah. 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 So. And so if, so as we leave the regret behind by resolving it and making mm-hmm. peace with it and all that, Um, It's embracing what's ahead, you know, to bring more of that joy in, to bring more of the positive in. So maybe setting new goals, you know, um, uh, where you can even set goals in relation to the regret, (laughs) right? Whatever that is, take the lesson in and move it into one of your new goals. Um, And then if you perhaps have regret over missed opportunities, then another process could be is putting yourself out there, quit playing it so safe, take calculated risks, right? And get out of Go your Go find zone. your own luck. Yeah. Go find your own luck. And I mean, that's like something like just as we talk about it, just embracing the new, um, the new adventure of, of you without the regret or the sensation or just getting rid of that and what life looks like mm-hmm. for me. Um, I did a training on this. You helped me with this a long time ago, years and years ago about people would look at me and say, Oh my gosh, she's so lucky. She's so lucky. I'm so lucky. And I'm like, Oh, I've created every ounce of luck that I have. And I, you know, I just, I walk through a door and there's, you know, a mystery and, and, and an adventure. And so if something is presented to you, right, that opportunity, that door gets opened walk through it, see what's in there, get curious. Right. And that's the, that's the name of the game of life in my mind. Like I just, um, as I reflect back on this, this time of my healing journey over the, you know, the last really, it's almost, you know, well over a year, 14 months or so. It really started when we made the move, you know, and it'll be two years in January. When I say it started, it was like, you know, even having that experience on Saturday night, which was like, whoa, <laughs> it kind of took me back to the energy of that time. And I'm so not there anymore at all. It's a totally different ball game. but whatever assistance and reason why that experience happened, you know, really it's for the best and highest good of all involved. And who benefited from it? I think all four of us benefited from it. And, and then some, right. Cause the ripple effect. So yeah, you know, go get lucky, go create some luck. And it's just by being adventurous and taking chances, just like you just said, yeah. take some adventurous chances, yeah. see what happens. And so many people play it safe and there's lots of ways in which, what that can look like, but it is about stepping out of your comfort zone. That's really where the growth occurs is out of your comfort zone. So take some of those calculated risks, not, not careless risks, mm-hmm. <laughs> but calculated risks. And, uh, and, and that's where you can really follow your intuition on some of that stuff, on some of those mm-hmm. risks that you take. Um, so, yeah. I think it's important also to look at how far you've come a lot of people are always looking at how much further they have to go. And that can be uh, daunting. That can be a daunting way of looking at things. You know, quite honestly, we all have more to go. There's no end point to grow. As long as we're breathing. 
but yeah, and being here, there's no, there just is no, I have attained this, whatever, you know, enlightenment or whatever it is. It's just knowing that there's always further to go. So, but look at how far you've come. And even with the regret, especially if you've been carrying regret around for a long time, look at the things that you've done that you don't have regret about. Look at your achievements. Look at, uh, you know, the things that you have done that you're, you know, you, you're proud of that you feel good about. I mean, it's not all one, you know, just big ball of negativity. It's always going to be a mixture and it will help to keep your focus also on what it is that you feel good about yourself and, and the things that you have done right, so to speak, you know, in your life. So. Mm -hmm. And that's even <laughs> when we first moved here in January, February, it was freezing cold. And one of the windows that got installed um, shattered <laughs> when they were installing it. So there was this piece of plywood. Well, okay, when it's freezing cold outside, that plywood ain't going to keep the heat inside, right? So um, it like it was just a really dark time. And talk about regret. I remember laying in the bed talking to my channeler, Jason, uh, going through a process. I felt I didn't want to meet anybody. I didn't want to assimilate. We had contractors in our home. <laughs> the, the ongoing joke is like, I'd wake up for the first five months that we uh, moved here in my pajamas, washing my face, <laughs> working on construction. I'm like, this is like, no wonder I was in such a dark place. Um, and in the regret that I had at that time, thinking about, I've been working on myself for my whole life and here I am and I am so miserable. And how far I had to go then, that, what a heck of a two years. And you know what? I look at it now and I, I am so grateful and so thankful for every obstacle I had to jump through because now I can sit here today and, you know, have these amazing conversations with my sister and knowing she's going in and, and just amazing conversations with people in general. And it's like, it really is like, I am very proud of where I am and how much I've grown. And the fact that you and I are even here is like, I had to go through so much to be able to uh, make sense of all of this. So y'all can do it. If I can do it, y'all can do it. And yeah, and look at, look and say, you know what, there's so much more to go, but now it's just the adventure of life for me, right? Because I've gone in and felt all the things, but I'll continue to feel because that's life. <laughs> so, and things are going to happen. Like this morning, Alan comes in from the gym and, uh, a dear friend and business partner of ours, uh, passed away. And I'm like, and my sister's going into surgery today. Really? Really? <laughs> okay. So how do you, you know, this is it. We're going to go through life and to feel sadness or, you know, whatever it is, regret. Look, look at it, feel it. Don't ignore it. Be part of it. I get to show up on a podcast all nasally and drippy and, you know, and, and, and sharing the, the vulnerable parts of, of, of life and, and to say, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of where I'm at today. Yeah. You know, no more. Well, and I, think, I think, you know, everyone has their own internal inner journey and process and that's, you know, it's going to, we're, we're going to, that's just part of it. We have to, you know, move through all that. But what's important is to have supportive and positive people around you yeah. as you're going through that. Like you say, you've got me, you've got Jason, you've got Alan, you've got, you know, a lot of friends and, and what, but you have your kind of your core group that you know that you can go to when the times get rough. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and not everyone has that. And I think that's important is that we, you need to have someone and you mentioned it at some point in time. I was just going to say, yeah, we've been, yes, this is so important. Keep going. Yeah. So, you know, if you have the right people in your life that you can call upon to do that. And if you don't, then reach out to somebody who is a professional who can help you with that. And sometimes even if you do have those supportive people, but they just don't have quite the skill sets to help you through whatever it is you're going through, call somebody, 
whether yeah. it's someone like, you know, myself, who's a coach or J your Jason, who, you know, channels a little different or a therapist or whoever it might be. Yeah. But the point is make the phone call and make the investment because yeah. it's could be the best investment. It probably most likely will be the best investment you'll ever make. And it will change. Yes. It can change. Get somebody good, <laughs> but yeah. it can change the trajectory of your life. Yeah. Trust me, it changed the trajectory. The trajectory of my life it changed your trajectory and so many other people that i've worked with and know about yeah. so um it's a, it is a truly a life-changing um uh that's a calculated risk there you go that's a calculated yeah. risk and you know on that on that note too and, and we have talked about this and we will continue to talk about it because it really is so important and if you haven't caught all of our podcasts let me just i'm going to reiterate what lisa you're talking about right now which is um the importance of taking care of yourself and how spending that money on you spend your money on you um is the best investment i've ever made um but i i'm i'm just going to talk about my sister because she's so fresh in my mind um obviously so she i'm on the phone with her yesterday and she's like hey have you ever heard of joe dispenza <laughs> i'm like Yes. And she says, cause she's new to this inner work. She's brand new to the inner work. And I'm like, I feel like I'm looking through the eyes of like this, this, and she just happens to be my sister, just this expansive exploratory, like journey into healing physically, obviously she's got cancer in her body, but it's also the, the inner journey of you got to heal your traumas. We all do. And we all have them. And how it presents in the body is how it presents in the body. And we've talked about that too. But like I'm using her as an example because she's, you know, on a limited budget. She has two kids. And um, and so, you know, to spend money on yourself, she just picked up a book and started reading it, you know, and a book by Joe Dispenza. I, I, another lady that um, I was on the phone with earlier today in my business, just talking about business strategies and um you know, from my experience of 20 plus years in the world in which I work, um, she just wanted to plug my brain. She's a successful woman in a different organization or really actually deep in our big organization. But anyway, uh, I said to her, uh, go get the book, the magic. Um, so these are things, if you, if you are, we all need help. I'm just saying we all need help. And if you don't have the funds to like find somebody like Elisa or a Jason or a therapist or, or what have you go get some books and start reading the the magic is the easiest one for me because it's a practice of gratitude and that will bring lots of emotions up when you practice gratitude you sit in you know we talked about this on our thanksgiving podcast like that's some real awesome frequency energy right that you can you know bring into your life so it there is so much to be said about the amount of money you spend on yourself even if it's a 15 dollar book Right. And I've had a lot of clients who didn't have the funds immediately to work with me, but they made it happen. Yeah. They, they got creative and made it happen. And I've had people who the amount they invested for their coaching came in the exact amount from some unexpected place that came to them. So, and this is, but again, this is the belief yeah. system the universe really is supporting you yep. if you give it the opportunity to. And in order for you to give it the opportunity to, you got to take those calculated risks. Yes. That is so, oh my gosh, we need to expand on that a little bit. I think that's on the money. So everything that I've ever done when it, in, talk, in talking about myself, up until my 30s, I was you know, my mid thirties, I was, you know, like making a hundred thousand dollars a year bartending swinging from chandeliers. And I still found value. Even then, you know, I put myself through massage school that cost a lot of money. I, um, but it was worth its weight in spades, given what ended up happening to me over time. So then Alan and I start dating. Well, I don't know if we were dating yet or not. But then, then, you know, Tony Robbins, these seminars are expensive. I went through the whole T. Harv Eker and 
gosh, that was back early 2000s. And it, it cost me $10,000 to go through T. Harv Eker's expansion uh, seminars. Did it pay me back? In spades. In spades. So very, yeah. You set your intention and you ask, and you ask God for support and it will come. Yeah. Well, and it's also recognizing, especially for people who are in business, right? And they want to maybe charge a higher rate or whatnot. Um, again, there's, depending on the business and a lot of the service-based businesses, especially, you know, and, and, and what you can charge. And one of the things that was a really good point that I heard um, from somewhere, I don't remember exactly where, but if you're not willing to invest in your own growth, then why would you be willing, why, you know, why would you expect someone else to? And I put a fair amount of money myself into um, <laughs> programs and <laughs> coaching and seminars and I got the delivery people come. I don't know if you can hear the doorbells, but lots of things on the front porch when we're done here. Anyway, and uh, um, I mean, it's I from said, me. It's from me. I told oh, you it was coming today. Well, I, I believe it's here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I spent $20,000 for a coach for marketing in 2018. I spent 12000 for a coach, more of a business coach uh, outside it before I spent the twenty grand. I mean, that's the most money I've ever spent on something like that, but. I mean, the, the value, mostly the $20,000 one, not the $12,000 one so much, but that's okay. Um, and it's just, and now I've put more money in just about online programs to gamify them and things like that. So it's like, yeah, but it's, it's, it will come back and you have to really get into the mindset of investing in yourself. Because if you think about if someone could come in and take away your regret in five minutes, you know, would that be worth $10,000 like you paid or $5,000 or $3,000 or, you know, whatever, $500. Would you pay that if it could, if you could just remove it like that? And most people would probably say yes. If I, but it, it so it can happen. It doesn't happen in five minutes, <laughs> but it can happen. So you have have that time, that process in which you need to build that inner foundation of how to let go. It's so you're not just doing about the things you're regretting. You're building a foundation, an internal foundation on how to have a healthy relationship with all of your emotions, which totally puts you ahead of the game in any area of your life. Do you think? I mean, there's that, that could be a podcast in and of itself, but, um, you know, I mean, I can, it, there's, there's so much to this. You're, you're worth it. You're, you're just worth it. <laughs> We're all worth it. And, and I know I keep saying this, but, and I'll continue to keep saying this. We're just living at the most magnificent time where what took me a lifetime to achieve is taking my sister months. And, you know, she didn't have to spend her lifetime doing the work. <laughs> she's, she's getting it in one fell swoop, but it, she's able to get into the heart. Like, it's amazing for me to watch how quickly people can really heal. Um, I do think it's just because of where we're at in the timeline of, of 2023, almost 2024 and how, you know, it's all, it's all starting to move its way through so fast. Well, you know, the people who have been healing, so, you know, it's been 20 years for me, probably more than that, I would say, but, and then, you know, same for you. It's like all this time, it did take longer because there wasn't as much available. I don't think life coaches even existed back then, you know? Uh, so there's been so much change and there's more and more people taking the initiative and those calculated risks to actually work on themselves more than ever before, which then becomes a collective experience. So what takes, you know, what took us 20 years to, to heal from might take five years or three years. It just really depends. Depends yeah. on how committed you are. That's really one of the, the biggest things. I was really committed and it still took a long time, right? But they're just, mm -hmm. you know, you need to, you know recognize that what's happening collectively, even though it might not look like it, you know, if you turn on the news or anything, but there is more people doing the inner work now than ever before, which then accelerates the process for everyone coming into that place because more and more people are healed. 
which then right. holds that vibration for other people to ride on until they've done more of their own healing themselves, which just accelerates the process, which is, you really know, awesome. and that, that absolutely. So in <laughs> what you and I went through was the best that they had at the time for mm -hmm. this type of work, transformational, um, shifting in our consciousness and, and now like some of the podcasts I listen to, and by the way, I don't turn the news on cause wow, very low frequency. And I'm just, I, I continue to pray that, that the killing of other humans stops fast. That's my prayer. I don't need to see it. I, I got it, you know, just careful what you put in. And now like I go on YouTube and I listen to, Oh my gosh, the most amazing. I'm like, wow, this is out there. It's out there for everybody. And everybody's saying the same thing, which is the inner standing. What does it mean to go inside? Oh, this is an inside game. Oh, I get it. We got to heal our trauma. And when we do that, then, then the collective consciousness, we together, these are all of our listeners, people listening. You, you are wanting to know, you know, how do I get there to happiness or peace or, you know, just kind of a, an inner standing, an understanding of the inner standing is all, but it's all out there because, you know, we have a podcast and we're teaching people about it, which, you know, amazing. And what I love about the, the podcasts that are available more now than ever, I mean, it really, I mean, people are flooding the po uh, podcast industry <laughs> like we are. And, um, uh, but yet, I was watching something and it's still, there's, I think like 4 million podcasts or something like that, but in relation to, it's not that much to, in relation to, I guess, you know, what's available and then the and growth, you know, room for growth in the podcast industry. But you have these podcasts where a lot of men are talking about their emotions. And I mean, men <laughs> like Andrew Huberman and Peter Atia and Lex Friedman. And well, I wouldn't say he's much, you know, that masculine, like Huberman. Right. But, um, but you have these men who are, who are not just touching on the subject. They're doing a whole podcast on the subjects, on these subjects mm -hmm. about emotions and how it affects our physical body and just being a man. And Tim Ferriss is talking about this stuff. He had, um, you know, Brene Brown on a podcast and, you know, I mean, these guys love it. And then they interview Good. each other and all this stuff. And those podcasts can go two to three hours. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And people are watching yeah. and Andrew Huberman has just blown up. Yeah. I mean, he has yeah. like 5 million subscribers right now. And, and he is just blown up because he's very real. He's very, yeah. you know, and he yeah. talks about where he came from, which is his own story is yeah. vulnerable. Vulnerability is what they're showing. And I'm so glad. I mean, it's always been, I think, easier for women to be more vulnerable and talk about their feelings clearly, but to have men out there is providing such a service to other men, but also to the younger men that Ugh. need direction in today's yeah. world so badly to have positive, healthy role models that are taking Speaking the risks truth. and being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really is like, so for me, it's like Jean Nolan and Frank Jacob and, um, <laughs> I, I didn't really think about it that way, but you're right. Like we need more men talking about shifting and, you know, our energy and how it feels and masculinity. And even the lady I was on the phone with that, I was talking about the book, the magic to earlier today. Uh, she has a, a pretty large social media following and she's a single mom. So she speaks to single moms, but and she's, she's awesome. She's like a hustler. I love it. Um, she's like, yeah, lately men have been reaching out to me. And I'm like, I think that's great. Cause we, are, we, we're really all human living the same. It's all the same stuff. Yeah. And even Alan, I will say of all the men, my husband's as masculine as masculine gets personality all the way through and through. Um, but as he's been healing his wounds and our traumas, uh, this masculine man is 
now just, oh my gosh, it's so it's, it's night and day, even for men, especially for men, I think. Um, women, we talk about how we feel. I think it's uh, been a thing. And coming back to the, to the podcasts, and I didn't know anything about that arena, but you and I both got a really loud calling literally in the same weekend. Okay, it's time. Let's go. Like, who are we? We're just little piddly little people that really, <laughs> I mean, we're just, we're just who we are. Right. So, you know, what do we have to say? And like, you could think about it like that, or you could say, follow the calling, right. Be courageous. Like who's going to listen. You and I were both like, we're unattached to the outcome. That's not what really matters. But now as I sit here today, almost inching into 2024, we, people like us, people like our listeners, if you have something to offer that will help with the collective consciousness shift into more of a love frequency vibration, get out there and start a YouTube channel because we need, we need to flood. We need to flood the internet with this kind of a message. It's like, you know, instead of all the, don't turn that television on, you don't even know what's coming out of that. Right. It needs to happen. So we are affecting, um, we are making a difference in the human collective consciousness and the shift into what does it mean to be human and coming from a higher frequency of love and uh, joy and gratitude. And yeah, we are still all living our lives with all of these emotions. Get rid of the regret, get rid of the shame, get rid of the guilt, feel it, move it through. So we can get on with the business of wrapping each other up in this beautiful bubble of love and, and if you do, and if you do have, you know, relationships that there's kind of, there hasn't been a closure to something or there's been a kind of, there's still like an open wound, if you will, be in the relationship, then, you know, part of that healing process is to go, not always, but you got to kind of tune in to see if it's the right thing to do, to go back and reconnect to that person and just share how you feel. And if it's repairable, then you'll be so glad that you did. And if it's not, then at least you did what you could do. Right. Yep. Uh, you got courageous the, and you tried. Yeah. And one of the reasons that, you know, I kind of picked up on this subject for today, I wasn't planning on it. Uh, we weren't planning on it, but um, we were on a podcast last week with um, Eden and Mike. Right. And, uh, on their mind your own business podcast. And he has his own podcast or sorry, radio show, keep saying podcast radio show. And that is uh, the edge of understanding radio show. And I just, you know, took a look at it after we were on their other show with, um, with Eden and uh, he was talking about regret and kind of his own process. Again, another man man being vulnerable and he was emotional and he was talking about how he reconnected with somebody and that he's been living with this for 15 years. And he really kind of like, that was again, eye opening for him to kind of really put the timeline on it and that he was able to, you know, reconnect and, and get also the other person's point of view as well. You know, sometimes we're living with regret and it wasn't as bad as, you know, we thought it was Yeah. from the other person's perspective. It's like, I mean, some people, why are you carrying that around? I, you know, I'm, I thought it was fine, you know, whatever. I mean, it, they might have a completely different perspective, which could be healing in yourself. Oh, I wasn't that bad. Awesome. <laughs> you know, I've been having this horrid, you know, horrible show going on in my mind and it wasn't as bad as I was making it out to be or getting worse and worse the more the years go by. So that's why in honor of Mike, which <laughs> uh, um, you know, again on their show on Thursday, but, uh, Again, I commend him for really being vulnerable and putting it out there and how he's been feeling. And from what I understand, he's been doing some pretty deep work, I think, especially over the last year and really growing and and to also recognize whatever his experiences were, just like whatever, you know, your experiences are out there who's listening is that these are opportunities for your own personal growth. These are opportunities for you uh, not to keep you weighed down, but stepping stones to move forward. And, um, I think that's, that's so important. And I think this is maybe a good place to kind of close up. And I want to at least end this part with a quote by Sonia Riccati, 
which is surrender to what is, let go of what was, and have faith in what will be. I think that's beautiful. So we wish y'all nothing but the most beautiful 2024. We are so grateful to have you guys with us on this journey and to be building this community. Thank you for your comments, your likes, your shares. Um, we really, really value your feedback and uh, happy new year. Yeah. And take that calculated risk and put in a comment. <laughs> do it. Right? You know what you, you want to do is something so funny. I can't tell you. So um, I've sent two people accidentally, like I was meaning to send the podcast to somebody different with this. I've got too many phone numbers and my phone's all funky right now. Um, but it's so like, yes, I want to hear. We want to hear from you. Now we know you're watching. Mm -hmm. Now we want to hear. It's pretty fun. So yeah. anyway, thank you, Lisa. Yeah, thank you. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.